Jennifer, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, Michael. Nice to see you. Likewise, we refer to your uh, publication as the publication with two Jennifers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, this afternoon. Um, really excited about this conversation to find out more about what you guys are doing in Charleston and Greenville and throughout South Carolina. Yeah. Um, if I may, I would like to take uh, use my editorial privilege starting off. I, I never really like to ask a person, tell me about yourself, because if I've done my job with the time that we have together, I will leave the audience knowing exactly who Jennifer Sutton is. And okay. so I like to start with the more substantive question. Uh, on your website, The Orange Whip, mm -hmm. you guys say, we're not an aggregator, we are a navigator. That's right. Please explain. Okay. So every startup, every new, you know, every company, they exist because they solve a problem, right? Um, for us, that was creating a platform and a media company that gives information that is inspirational and motivational. But at the same time, we give um, access and access to resources, but ex explanation of those resources so you can navigate in your own local community um, the who are the the uh, it accelerators, the incubators, um, who is the S who are the SBA lenders uh, in your in your local community? Who has grants? Um, and funding uh, abilities for, you know, uh, different industries. So it is really helping someone to understand uh, everything about that local market in order to start up, to scale up, to form an enterprise, you know, and grow into an enterprise or to prepare for an exit. So we call ourselves, we're part storytellers, we are uh, part um, inspiration, kind of the bright spot in people's day, but we're navigators mm -hmm. uh, and, and guidance counselors pushing people down the avenue uh, to, so that someone can accelerate on their business journey. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, a little bit more about the Orange Whip. You guys, you guys interact with a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, throughout the state. So tell me a little bit about the mission of the Orange Whip and most importantly, what does Orange Whip mean? Yeah. So I'll start with what does Orange Whip mean? So I also, I founded a, a full service marketing and advertising agency in 2013. I've spent, you know, before that I've spent 25 years in the marketing and ad agency business, working for different agencies on big brands, small brands, startup brands in the media space. So I was the one that decided and, and try to evaluate where we should tell that brand's story, you know, right place, right time, right message. And, and how do we combine those? Um, so I've worked with thousands of, of publishers and media outlets across the country over my 25 years. But I started an agency because I felt like uh, there was a better way to serve the business community. Being a founder myself, then through that journey, I didn't realize how isolated um, and how difficult, difficult it was to build a community. 
And not until 2018, I got involved in a minority business accelerator here in Greenville that really allowed me to, it just really opened my eyes and had these aha moments of, okay, I'm doing about 80%, right? I need to work on the other 20%. Uh, but I got the tools and the discipline and the focus of how to be able to scale my business. Um, but the, the most, I guess, important thing that I took away from that program was the importance of a community, um, people to lean on, a place to feel safe and to have vulnerable conversations, a place that I can ask questions that I'm, you know, maybe not comfortable to ask my staff or walking just into, you know, an S, you know, a small business um, uh, counseling office of, I don't even know how to prepare. Like, what can they do for me? So that's where Orange Whip kind of was born of one, I feel like I'm always a work in progress. The business, uh, no matter if you're a, a startup or a scale up, you're always working on the business and your business is always in progress. Um, and orange in, in marketing color theory is means forward thinking, thought leadership, solutions, and service. Those are bright code colors. So when we developed the brand and really the name, our team felt it was important to give kind of a nod to Brightco okay. and that connection, but the colors made sense. So Orange Whip was born of whip meaning work in progress. <laughs> um, so that was where that was born. And then, uh, you, you know, you would ask like, what are we doing? Uh, we are, what's our, what's our mission? We are a mission driven organization. And, and that means we are, uh, we want to uh, inspire and motivate and connect founders and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. to the right resources, the right events, the right information in order for them to um, pursue and grow in their in their professional business journey. Again, whether it's startup, scale up, creating an enterprise, or preparing for an exit. Okay, I want to talk. I'll talk to you a little bit about some uh, statistics in, in terms yeah. of minority uh, business, especially women-owned business. Now, there are some statistics out that says that women businesses are the women entrepreneurs are the fastest growing in the market, but still they only account for about 20, a little under 20% of the actual business businesses that are actually established. Can you expound on that and give me some, some reasons behind that? Well, I, you know, some of the stats that we've seen are, you know, yes, women entrepreneur, I think in 2021, there was a, a increase of, I want to say like 20 to 30% new uh, women entrepreneurs entered the space as in registered businesses. Mm -hmm. And that made up, I think right now, 49% uh, of all businesses in the United States mm -hmm. are owned by women. Mm -hmm. But here's the other, the, the kicker to that is the, a lot of them are solopreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're not quite a, you know, they haven't fully started up or, kind of um, moved across the journey. Some are choosing to stay as solopreneurs. Some don't know how to move move past 
uh, going from one to five people to 10 people to mm -hmm. 250 people. Um, but out of that, you know, 49% of all the businesses in the United States, that's 13, what, 13 million businesses owned mm -hmm. by women. Only 2% of them exceeded a 1 million in revenues, Mark. Right. So that means there's barriers, right? Mm -hmm. That, and, and a lot of it is um, based on some of the studies, the barriers are uh, lack of resources, lack of kind of a community or connections and self-confidence and lack of funding. Mm -hmm. So those are the four big reasons why um, women specifically have, you know, struggle to take an idea and go beyond just uh, a solopreneur. Okay. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on some of that thing that you just mentioned. You yeah. told uh, one of the reasons or barriers you said that women may struggle with um, self confidence mm -hmm. and, and business self confidence is everything. Um, is. One of the things that I see a lot of, especially with women on business, is that a lot of the businesses that women are starting are geared toward some type of empowerment type business mm -hmm. and dealing with the exact thing you said. My question to you, um, are those types of businesses scalable? I think every business is scalable. Okay. Every business is scalable. It just depends on is there, you know, are the tools in place to be able to scale it? Because scalability is um, you are, you've created a business that has uh, a demand right? Um, is the demand already there and you're entering a space to basically serve the current demand? Or are you going into a, um, into a business that has, or into a category that is in a trend where you're, you're also, you know, that demand's going to explode and you've got to, you've got to either create the demand or you've got to um, uh, encourage business, you know, to you, but every business is scalable. Um, it's, but it's, but a lot of times it's, how do you unlock that knowledge mm -hmm. and get the tools that you need to be able to go to, to even figure out, Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even think this business was scalable. Um, and then people can decide, is that right for them? Because it is a, it's a whole different mindset to go from a solo operation where you're control of yourself, your expenses are really low. You can, it's more of a lifestyle play of I'm fitting, you know, this idea, this, this business into, um, uh, you know, having a lifestyle that makes sense for me, you know, because you, you can travel or you set your own hours and you keep the demand into what fits for you. Um, but it's a different mindset when you're like, okay, I've got to take risk um, and hire others and be responsible for others. So you, then you've got team recruitment, team retention. What are the tools, the operating systems and the C of those decisions? Funding, are you going to do traditional funding? Are you going after investor funding? whole different decision-making um, pathways that you have to, to go depending on what path you want. So it is, uh, it becomes, that's where I said that's that, that confidence level 
gets um, gets challenged because you're entering spaces that you may not have had in your professional career. I mean, I started my business when I was in my early 40s. I had spent 25 years in corporate America and, and was familiar with boardrooms, but I came in as a founder and was like, you know, owning your own business and being responsible for your brand and having, you know, being accountable of your reputation and, you know, what you put out there and the team that you hire to represent you. It's just a different, it's just a different level of mindset. And it gets, gets very scary. Um, I'm sure you've heard the term, Michael, the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a real um you know, mental health anxiety uh, issue that a lot of women face. And and a lot of it comes down to we don't have necessarily great role models to go, oh, I see them. I see myself in, you know, 30 people in my community or 150 people in my community that are killing it as a minority-owned business, right? right? I mean, you look at like the Fortune, what, Fortune 1000? There's only what 53 CEO women that are a part of the Fortune 1000. Um, so we don't we we don't necessarily have those role models. Um, and one of the reasons that Orange Whip was born was was because of um, the lack of diverse stories, the lack of um, uh, of when I say diverse stories of 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 what innovation means. In a, in a community, a lot of the, the entrepreneurial ecosystems, you know, in the, the unicorns or the champions that kind of say, hey, hey, Columbia, here are the, this is what it means to be an entrepreneur. A lot of times if you look at who's being championed by, you know, a city, whether it's Greenville, Charleston, Columbia, Austin, Indianapolis, I mean, I can name a ton of cities. It's usually a handful of um entrepreneurs that are usually in, you know, a tech space or maybe a bioscience space or something kind of in that more technology world. And they all tend to look alike and they're not minority. And (laughs) Um, so Orange Whip is dedicated to tell a broader, diverse story, stories of innovation, because innovation can can happen anywhere in any in any industry any category and so how do we inspire people by going i you know we need to identify and and have better role models across the board not just in these like one or two industries and they all look you know they're 20 something and they're you know they're white men and um and then people can't identify. And we hear that when we've polled and talked to thousands of entrepreneurs across the country, when they were, when we were deciding, do we start this business? Is this an idea? Um, is this solve a problem? That was what, what kept being echoed of, I don't even know if I should call myself an entrepreneur because the entrepreneurs that are talked about in my market don't look like me. You know, They're like, I'm a 50 year old black woman. I don't look like them. I don't think I'm invited in that space. And I'm sitting there going, my gosh, you innovated like an entirely different category in um, 
you know, in this industry, in this manufacturing industry, of course you're an entrepreneur. And they're like, but I don't feel that way because I'm not included. Right. So that was one of the missions of Orange Whip is coming as from a media company. You know, we're not we're not competing with the broader business media. They got to cover ribbon cuttings, every, you know, the whole gamut of business. We're coming in and we're saying we are exclusively dedicated to founders and entrepreneurs at the local level. We can go, you know, and we want to expand to different cities. We're in Greenville, Charleston, and Columbia today, but it's about how are we um, building these hyperlocal platforms that are there to inform and inspire and motivate and create connections and start to build a healthier, thriving ecosystem that is more inclusive. Um, that And also it's more indicative uh, and reflective of the greater entrepreneurial um base within each market. I mean, when I look at like Columbia, right, there are 13,000 some small businesses. Out of that, there's only like 1,600 or so or 1,800 um, minority-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And even if you look at that broader business, but you only hear about maybe a handful of entrepreneurs. Um, why are we not talking about the, the thousands of entrepreneurs that might inspire somebody else to move forward. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree. Um, you have Orange Whip, um, yeah. where you use that platform to tell the stories of entrepreneurs. How does Bright Co Marketing fit into that equation? Yeah. So when you look at media companies, right, there's different models. There's the, you know, we're an ad revenue based, but we, we sell native advertising. or or branded content, Um, much like The Atlantic or BBC or um, HGTV, you know, when they're selling kind of that native or branded content um, as part of their publishing and uh, model, they need a studio. They need a content studio. Brightco is the content studio and and production arm. of orange whip so because we're creators and you know we're we're a team of art directors copywriters video producers podcast producers um it allows us to be able to create uh the 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 content for our partners and our sponsors Mm -hmm. so that we relate it to the founders and entrepreneurs and and make a better connection um through that storytelling Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier that you guys operate uh, in Greenville, Columbia, and Charleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greenville having uh, by far one of the bigger economies, but Charleston has a growing tech center and yep. Columbia growing tech center booming. In your experience, what what uh, what county um, or is it a or is it benefits uh, to either or is more. Uh, business friendly to a small startup business? Oh, you know, I, I when you look at like the state of South Carolina, um, I mean, obviously that's why we chose Greenville and, and Charleston and Columbia out of the state. Those were the three kind of um, up, I would say they're growing entrepreneurial ecosystems. Um, but, but like in comparison, when you look at the larger uh, United States, 
-hmm. some of the uh, like they're growing like we're we're the, these three markets we're kind of um almost in our infancy of building these ecosystems greenville and charleston are probably the stronger of the two than columbia columbia still has a lot of work to do um but you know austin san diego um columbus ohio um um, like even like Birmingham, Alabama or Little Rock, Nashville, when you look at the, those, those have really healthy ecosystems in terms of there's a lot of uh, organizations that are there to support entrepreneurs, and especially around startups. There's a lot of funds. I mean, Denver's another one. That's a that's a really good um, healthy ecosystem where there are several funds that are dedicated just specifically to entrepreneurs um, in that city to help them start up and grow versus when you're looking for funding, you've got to compete with, you know, every market. Well, a lot of these like Austin and Denver, especially Columbus um, and San Diego have dedicated funds. Greenville just created a dedicated fund for startups in these, you know, in the cities. And um, I think that's important. Um, a healthy, I would say a, a healthy, thriving ecosystem is where you have the, it's really the entrepreneurs that are kind of owning um, the space and it's not being, uh, it's not being owned by like one organization. Columbia is probably in that where there's one or two organizations that are kind of helping to grow the, the ecosystem, but it's really controlled by them. It's, it hasn't been um, set out and owned by the greater entrepreneurs. There's not, you know, and that's, that's why I said it's kind of growing. It's starting. Um, and, and what I mean by that, there's, you know, events that are for everybody and, and entrepreneurs are kind of creating their own forums creating and, and inviting the organizations in or demanding the organizations to um, to be better connected. Okay. And that's where we feel like Orange Whip can, can help that because, I mean, when you look at Columbia, there, we have 70 organizations in our resource directory and we add to that all the time. But a lot of entrepreneurs or founders probably can only name off maybe two, three, five tops. So when they go into our directory and it's navigatable by where, wherever you are on your journey and what your needs are. So there's like a, you know, six to 10 point filters on how to navigate um, the resources, but it's like their eyes get open up. I had no idea there were that many organizations out there and thank you for at least helping us understand what those organizations do so I can better prepare who I need to talk to, what do I need to ask them for, what information do I need to bring to help them help me. Okay. What, um, how do you guys go about um, deciding uh, who you got, whose story you guys are telling? Um, can businesses just give you a call? Or how, how do you go about uh, helping these entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So we uh, we work with a lot of the organizations that are um, that are in each market. So the chambers 
um, the minority business accelerators, the universities, because um, like USC has an innovation division that they are working not only with students, but they're working with the community and their faculty. Like faculty have ideas. And so how are they um, nurturing those ideas to go from startup to um, to, a, to an actually full-fledged company? Um, but yeah, we work with these organizations and we, and then we're just kind of tuned in into, um, we monitor different businesses. We watch, I'm going to call it the social feeds of who's doing what, who's getting, you know, who's getting funding, but really looking at the organizations to go, what are some innovative ideas and stories that you're seeing that maybe we can like help flesh out even more? And um, so that's where we, so it's in multiple places that we, that we pull from. Okay. If somebody wanted to reach out to you to uh, find out uh, what they needed to do to acquire your services or just to, uh, figure out how to get connected with your resource directory, how would they do that? Yeah. So go to Orange Whip and that's orange, the color, whip, W-I-P.com. So orangewhip.com. You can, um, you can go to the Hello Chaos page, which is our podcast. We love to have guests. So there's a place on there to go, let me be a guest, fill out that form. That's one way to connect with us. There, are, if you have topics or if you just want to be in the resource directory, send us a note. There's a form on our website that you can go to and connect with us. Um, and, and yeah, because we want to know what topics what you know? What's those? What are those burning things that you need to know about um, that we should be talking about? We always want to be informed by that. Follow us on social. We're uh, you know Orange Whip on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, um, or if you want to follow me, the best way you can is Jennifer John Sutton on LinkedIn or JJ Media Maven on Twitter. So connect with us download our information, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Jennifer, thank you for joining us on this segment of the Minority Marketplace. And I definitely uh, hope to have you back. Oh, I, I hope so too, Michael. Thank you so much.